How we doing, everybody? It is, um, I wouldn't say a great Thursday. Um, if you are a Brewer fan, if you were watching that Brewer game last night, uh, you know what? Honestly, it was a fitting way to end this season for the Brewers. The Brewers, if you look at the stats throughout the year, and we're going to get into that a little bit more. We're going to do a season wrap up tomorrow here on Wisconsin Sports on the go. But if you look at the stats for the season for the Brewers, they should not be where they are. They shouldn't have won as many games as they did. They shouldn't have been even close to the top of the NL Central. They shouldn't have gotten a three-seed in the playoffs. And yet, they did, and they overachieved. And if you look at what even like Christian Yelich has said throughout the year here, he called themselves the average Joes, going up against all the global gyms of the world. Said that the defense and pitching staff has got him to this point. And we knew. I talked about it, and I said, the Brewers' offense is going to have to be able to hit, and I didn't think it would be the D-backs that they were going to have to hit against. I thought it was going to be the Dodgers and the Braves. But it proved in this series here the Brewers needed their bats and when they needed them most, when they needed the clutch hits, they could not find them. You look at these two games in the wild card series here, and we're going to get to the post game wrap up here in a second of that game too. But you look at the two games and where the Brewers scored their runs in these games, the first and second inning of both games. This game, in game two, they scored all three runs in the first. I do believe. Let me double check that first. So I know I have my stats right. Um, yes. All two runs in the first. All two runs in the first inning. In game one, they scored all three runs in the first two innings. So you look at the two games, started out hot. You jumped on them right away. In this one, jumped on Gallon right off the bat. Gallon was struggling to start this game, struggling to find the zone. He was struggling against these Brewers hitters, and the Brewers were taking advantage of mistake pitches, and they were working his count. He was up into the 40s. I think it was into the 40s by the uh, third inning. And the Brewers just all of a sudden, then the approach went away. It changed. All of a sudden, we're attacking faster in the uh, count. And when you needed to attack, when the bullpen came in and they're throwing dead red fastball every time to start that bat, that's what I didn't understand with the Brewers. You look at a lot of these teams, and you even look at the Diamondbacks. What do they do? to Corbin Burns when in his start. What do they do to Freddie in his start here? They attacked when they could. If it was a first-pitch fastball, they were going to attack it, and they were going to make it count when they did. Why do the Brewers, why did they all of a sudden just go away from, we don't need to attack that first pitch. Let's try to work every single count. You know, there's a time and a place. When the starters still in there, Zach Gallon early on, like I said, the Brewers were working counts, but they were winning those at-bats. That was a bonus, was winning the at-bats. But you wanted to chase Gallon out of this game as fast as you could. And I was texting with a buddy of mine, and we were talking about it. And I said, the word, the last thing you want to do is let Zach Gallon settle into this game. You do not want him to settle in because once he settle in, he's going to hit cruise control, and he's going to mow you down. What did he do? After that first inning blow up, he settled right in. And even after that, I think it was the – that big inning for him was in the – well, let's see. I think it was in the sixth inning. The big inning was in the sixth for Diamondbacks. It took like 33 minutes or something like that. Zach Allen wasn't pitching. And even coming back after 33 minutes of sitting on the bench, he still mowed down the Brewers right after that. I 
it baffles me sometimes the Brewers hitting their techniques, their philosophy. I don't understand what they're actually going up there and shooting for. Are like what is the Brewers DNA? There was there was no uh character characteristics to this team. What the team was built on. What we were shooting for. There was no charisma. I'm trying to find a word for it right now. I don't even know. Charisma was just throwing a word out there. There's nothing. The Brewers didn't have an identity. There we go. The Brewers did not have an identity in this entire season here. They were lacking it all season long, and it showed in this playoff game. They were like a mix of we're trying to hit the long ball right now, but we're a contact-hitting team. Look at Contreras' last at-bat there. Second and third, two outs, Contreras comes up. First two pitches. You look at Contreras throughout the rest of the game, the rest of the series, even into the regular season, what he had. Contreras was trying to shoot the ball the other way. His last hit uh, for the Brewers there in that eighth inning, tried to shoot it in the right field. What ha- or what did he do? Base hit. In that moment, Contreras tried to unload on the first two pitches, set himself up in an 0-2 count, and then was lost for the rest of that bat. There was just so many blunders in this series. And honestly, a fitting way to end a season of we shouldn't have been where we were. We got through some games thanks to our pitching. And our pitching finally struggled and our offense couldn't carry the load. Simple as it is. Simple as it is. We're going to get into it more with the recap tomorrow, like I said. But I just wanted to jump because I am a frustrated Brewer fan right now. I know there's a lot of frustrated Brewer fans out there. And to be honest, I have I've seen the rumors just like everybody else has. Craig Council thinking about retiring, talk about him going to the Mets. Nobody knows what Craig Council's future holds in Milwaukee. Great regular season manager, but mismanages a lot of games, a lot of moments. Explain to me why in this ball game. We pinch hit Jesse Winker, actually in both ball games. We pinch hit Jesse Winker for Bryce Durang. Explain that one to me. And then all of a sudden, we just think Monasterio is going to be able to hit there. Monasterio hasn't got consistent at bat since Josh Donaldson showed up, which Josh Donaldson, we're going to get that tomorrow, but a waste of a signing by the Brewers, in my opinion. And we instead, instead of pinch hitting guys like Owen Miller, Bryce Durang, Blake Perkins, even. We pinch hit Jesse Winker twice in this series. I just, I don't get it. I really don't. And you know what? What really bothered me? Rowdy Telez was left off of the postseason roster. We put back on uh, Jesse Winker onto this postseason roster. But we left off Rowdy Telez. And you know what? For a team that says everything is built on chemistry, and we need to keep chemistry, in the dugout, in the clubhouse. We need to keep it all together. Rowdy Telez wasn't on your roster. Keeping the team together. Rowdy Telez was a better option than Jesse Winker coming off the bench. He's a better option than Joey Weimer. I don't care if you want to. What, what was Joey Weimer's sole purpose on the postseason roster? Please explain that one to me. If you're going to tell me pinch runner, Garrett Mitchell. If you're going to tell me defensive substitution, Garrett Mitchell or Blake Perkins. We heard all season long how Blake Perkins was above average defender. Why couldn't he have played the field instead of Joey Weimer? The Brewers 
it it was and like I said, we're gonna cover a lot more of this tomorrow, and I I hate to put it all into today, but. The Brewers, Craig Council, made a lot of moves, and n not a single one. I don't know what they said that Matt Arnold and Craig Council like to take walks together. They don't have very productive walks in the morning together because the crap that they put out here onto the field and in the lineups and out of the bullpen and the usage of bullpen arms and everything else in between, just not smart it, it, it's not even smart there's no rhyme or reason behind it if they had inside information that jesse winker was going to go yard and that's what the mlb script said then okay then it makes sense but i'm watching it from from my tv as a lot of people are and i guarantee you every single person said the same thing at the exact same time why in the f is Jesse Winker in there right now? Everybody. If you didn't say it when you saw the postseason roster come out, you said it when you saw him come up the bat. Why is he in there? And we haven't gotten an answer. There is no answer. I don't, I, I really don't have words for it. I don't have words for it right now. I've watched two straight frustrating, depressing games by the Brewers. I am lost at words tomorrow. I'm going to I'm going to sit down and I'm going to look this all over and I'm going to recap it tomorrow and hopefully make sense of the madness that we saw down the stretch here. But council has made a lot of iffy moves in the last couple weeks for this Brewers team. Maybe it, you know, maybe it is best for the Brewers to go in an alternate direction. And I know what people will say, well, he's the best manager the Brewers have had most wins best tenured manager he's took the Brewers to the postseason the last five to six years yeah he has he's taken them to the postseason he sure has behind a dominant pitching staff don't have to do much when you got a guy like Burns and Woodruff and Peralta dealing every day of the week and you got a guy like Josh Hader and Devin Williams out in your bullpen Corey Canable when he was hot Jeremy Jeffress you had a lineup full of uh stars Mike Moustakis back in the day Travis Shaw was hit for a little bit when he was with the Brewers you had a guy like Christian Yelich who went back-to-back, could have won back-to-back MVPs if he didn't get hurt in 2019. You had Lorenzo Cain. You adopted Ryan Braun. You had a team full of, hey, Jesus Aguilar hit well for a while. Yasmani Grandal was traded for, brought to the Brewers, and he hit the crap out of the ball for him. You had a team full of stars. You took them to the postseason. You have put together some surprising seasons. I'll give you that one. You put together some surprising seasons. Sometimes. You manage straight out of your behind. That's for sure. I'll give you that one. But do the mismanagements outweigh the times where they're on top? That's what the question is. Honestly, I would not be opposed if we see a change of management in Milwaukee next year. And I, I have loved Craig Council, and I've talked high on him all season long, and I've never once... Went to the old Clownsel. I see a lot of people give him the name Clownsel out there. And I see a lot of people badmouth him and, you know, say what the heck and blah, blah. And I've defended him. I have defended Craig Council. Sometimes I sit there and I scratch my head at his moves. I really do. But this is just year after year. We can make it back to the postseason many times you want. You want to go to the postseason next 20 out of 22 years? 
fantastic. Are we going to sell out two more games? Talking to a buddy of mine, that's what he said. We made revenue off of two more games. That's about it. That's all we got out of this. You had the city backing you. You can't even blame the fan base. You know, they could say, oh, well, there were seats open at the ballpark. Wish everybody was there. You see a lot of comments like that from fans out there. The fan base didn't do it. You had an entire state backing you in this series. And in this series, the offense did what it does, and it failed. It, it did fail. It, it ultimately failed in this series. A lot of opportunities. You look at, um, we're going to look at the bot. We're going we're gonna to look at this game quick, and we're going to cover what we saw and the opportunities. Even in this game, we talked about them yesterday, how many opportunities Brewers had, 17 guys on base. They had 12 hits in total and couldn't bring more than three runs in. We're going to look at this one here. Looking at this game for the Brewers, Yelich, three for five night. Yelich had a good night for the Brewers. Contreras, one for five. Santana, one for two. Canna had uh, three for four night. Joey Weimer came in for Canna as a pinch runner. Frelick, 0 for three on the night. Adamas, one for three. Josh Donaldson, 0 for three night from Donaldson. Terang, 0 for two. Winker then came in, 0 for one. Monasterio, 0 for one. Tyrone Taylor, 0 for four. You look at that lineup, nine hits for the Brewers. Nine hits in this ballgame compared to the six for the Dimebacks. Where's the difference in there? You know, you can out-hit a team all day long, but where's the difference? The Diamondbacks came up with clutch hits. That's the entirety, the difference in this series. The, the Dimebacks came up with clutch home runs in game one and a clutch hit in the ninth there against Williams by Christian Walker. Dang near a home run off the top of the wall. But other than that, they came up with clutch at-bats in this series all the way through. They didn't out-hit the Brewers. Brewers had more hits in both games. You look at game one of the series, Brewers had 12 hits, Diamondbacks had nine. Look at the second game of the series, Brewers had nine hits, Diamondbacks had six. Brewers out-hit them in the series. They did. Plain and simple. They hit better. But the Diamondbacks came up with the clutch hits when they needed them. They put runners on. They got runners on second and third, and they capitalized. The Brewers got runners on second and third, and it was strikeout. Ground ball to the left side, nobody scores. Or in case of the eighth inning here tonight against the Diamondbacks bullpen, bases loaded, one out, South Relic, ground ball back to the mound, out at the plate, and then inning over. It's just the Brewers have done this all season long. The pitching staff has carried them. And did we miss Brandon Woodruff in this series? Yeah. Yeah, we did. We really did miss Brandon Woodruff in this series. Brandon Woodruff has been that guy for the Brewers ever since he came back from injury. But in this one, Freddie Peralta did not pitch a terrible game. Five innings, three hits, four earned runs, a couple runs scored, at, uh, the inherited runners scored after he was pulled. Two walks, five strikeouts, one home run. We figured he'd give up a home run in this one. We talked about it. He's a the Brewers. Starting pitchers are prone to give up the long balls. But Freddie Peralta did not pitch a terrible game. Four, four runs, not terrible. I mean, it's not great. Would you have prayed for a better start? Yeah, you would have prayed for one. But he got through five, went into that sixth, and struggled a little bit. And the Brewers' bats couldn't back him. They could not. After that first inning, after the first two innings of each game, the Brewers lost it. They, the offense went away. There was nothing left. The clutch hits were gone. We cannot score runs anymore. How many more times can we leave a guy on base before something changes? 
uh, approach changes, what we our philosophy changes for this team. That's just my what my struggle is right now with the Brewers and going forward, what they are going to do about hitting coaches, management, upper management, what the deal is in Milwaukee right now because nothing is making sense of these moves that they made in these games. Looking at the rest of the pitchers in this one, though, Uribe, third of an inning, two hits, one earned run, and two strikeouts. Uribe? We know this. He's not a great pitcher when you bring him in two days in a row. We knew this going into it. And you brought him in. You brought him in anyways. Why is Paguero not in that situation? Why do you not bring Hobie Milner in earlier? Why do you not pitch a guy like Trevor McGill in that situation? We put we went to Trevor McGill later in the season in high leverage situations. Why is he not an option there? We know Uribe is shaky with his command when he comes in for uh, for more than a couple days rest. He needs a couple days rest in between. At least a day. He's better than. The usage of the pitchers did not make sense in this series. McGill came, and then Milner came in for an inning and two-thirds, one hit, two strikeouts, nothing across the board for him. Paguero, an inning, one strikeout, zeros across the board, and McGill came in for that ninth, one inning and three strikeouts. Why did we change what we did throughout the season? That's what I want to know. That's what I want the answers for. And what's up with the lack of usage of Andrew Monasterio? Did he say something in the clubhouse to Craig Council that just pissed him off? Andrew Monasterio, all season long, ever since he came up for Brian Anderson when he got hurt, has been right there. When the Brewers got hot in August into September, Andrew Monasterio was right there. And yet, when it comes to the playoffs, Andrew Monasterio isn't on the field. He gets in as a defensive replacement late. And he gets one at-bat in the entire series. I don't get it. I, I really don't get it. I am baffled for words right now with the Brewers right now. You look at the Diamondbacks' stats in this one. Corbin Carroll, 2 for 4. Cattell Marte, 1 for 2. Or 1 for 3. A clutch 2 RBI single. Tommy Pham, 1 for 4. Christian Walker, 0 for 4. Moreno, 0 for 1. Herrera then came in for Moreno. Hopefully everything is okay with Moreno. Got hit in the head there. Hopefully everything is okay and he checks out and he will be back for the Diamondbacks here the rest of the way. Great catcher. Just got nicked on a, a backswing by Terang. Hopefully everything checks out and he doesn't have to miss the NLDS. Looking down there, Herrera then came in for him, 0 for 2. Gurliel, 1 for 4. Uh, looking down the line here, Alec Thomas had that big home run for him, one for four on the ball game. Longoria, 0 for four, and then Perdomo, 0 for two. The lineup for the Dimebacks didn't do anything special. There was nothing special about Dimebacks in this entire series. They put pressure on the Brewers when they had to. They advanced runners, and they came up with clutch hits. Simple as that. They deserve this more than the Brewers did. The Brewers could not come up with a clutch hit to save their life. Dimebacks had them all. In this one, for the pitching for the Dimebacks, Gallon, six innings, five hits, two earned runs, three walks, and four strikeouts. First inning was a struggle for him. Brewers got it to him early, and that was it. They let him settle in, and he took over from there, and he pitched like an ace the rest of the way. 
Thompson, one inning, nothing across the board for him, one strikeout. Ginkle then came in for a third of an inning, three hits given up, no earned runs, and one strikeout in that third of an inning. Sal Frank came in then, two-thirds of an inning, and nothing across the board for him. He got out of it. Ginkle had the struggle for him there in the eighth, and Sal Frank got him out of it. Seawald, one inning pitched, one hit, and two strikeouts for Seawald there to finish it out. It, it is what it is. That's all I got to say. We're going to cover more into the Brewers tomorrow here, getting into our a little bit of our season wrap-up, talking about the offseason, what we expect. And, and we're not going away. We're, I'll be here throughout the offseason talking every move, Everything that's jumping up in news for the Brewers, I'm going to be right here talking about it. But things need to change in Milwaukee because you can go to the postseason five or six years, but at some point you got to break through. And that's what the Brewers are lacking in right now, and that's where they need to address it in this next offseason. But that is about all I have for today. Hopefully, hopefully your Thursday goes a little bit better. And you can get over the Brewers' losses. I, I'm still on it. I'm still on it. I'm still frustrated with the Brewers. You spend a lot of your year watching Brewer baseball just to see it boil down. And you look at it, you know what you say every single time? Wisconsin sports are Wisconsin sports, and they suck. That's all that it is. But with that, this has been Wisconsin sports on the go with Trage. Thank you guys for listening. It has been awesome. Deuces, Brewers.